Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Cut the Bullshit. I'm so excited to be here with Sujoy Chandra. Sujoy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Abdul. Great to be here. A uh, big fan of your work and uh, the service that you've done to our communities. So I'm happy to uh, be a part of it. Oh, fantastic. Um, so tell for the audience who may not know you, tell us a little bit about, about yourself. Sure thing. Um, so my background uh, from a marketing perspective is in consumer products and services. And I've had the opportunity to work on brands such as Chase, uh, XM, uh, Ray-Ban, uh, Oakley, Transition Lenses, a space that you might be familiar with. Uh, this is when I was with Essilor Luxardica. And way back when I worked at Kraft Heinz on their portfolio. Um, so I've had a few different experiences and it's really shaped the way I think. Um, and I found my way into marketing through a corporate strategy role at Kraft Heinz. Uh, and have since led diverse marketing functions from marketing strategy, operations, uh, run own media channels, you know, websites, mobile apps, CRM, social media, and also paid media, e-commerce, market research. Uh, I've done this by design. Uh, I'm a huge fan of being multi-faceted, you know, interdisciplinary approach to marketing, and I've enjoyed these challenges uh, along the way. So I'm happy to um, be here and, and share uh, what I know about perhaps uh, finance uh, with your uh, you know, audience. Fantastic. Yeah. And before we get that, give us a either fun or interesting or unexpected fact about yourself. Um, I guess uh, I wanted to be a chef when I was younger. So marketing was not uh, sort of the choice I had made like early on. Uh, I still enjoy, uh, you know, spending some time in the kitchen and cooking up a storm. Uh, my wife uh, would probably not want me to spend as much time, uh, uh, given uh, sometimes a mess that I leave behind. But uh, it is definitely an interesting and a good outlet, I think, uh, just to try new things and, of course, you know, uh, feed uh, feed a few mouths. But Absolutely. that I think is uh, is uh, something that I use uh, quite a bit. Oh, fun. Any any foods that you specialize in, or is it just anything? I uh, whatever I think I can make with the ingredients that I have. Uh, I'll do a bunch of different cuisines, Italian or Indian. Uh, I'm from India originally, so that's always a good standby. Um, sometimes I'll try some sort of Chinese food. So I try to just vary and, and keep things uh, interesting. Awesome. So next time I'm in a neighborhood, I'm going to invite myself over for dinner. Absolutely. Okay, cool. All right. So one of the things I've been doing on LinkedIn, or not even on LinkedIn, just over, over the years, when people ask me for advice on how to get ahead in marketing, I always say learn finance, right? Learn that language of, of how to speak to the CFO. And I don't know how many people do that. And then one day I saw your post, and actually very recently, I saw one of your posts about finance for marketers. And I'm like, oh, this hits home, right? Because I'm always preaching, you should be learning finance. You're actually teaching it. So I thought you'd be great for this show. So having said that, what are some of the basics that marketers should learn in finance? Yeah, and I was actually surprised when you said you've been preaching it because uh, it's not something that you hear often, right? You hear about paid media, TikTok strategies. You might hear about cookies and SEO and how it's going to change with AI. So uh, so when you mentioned that you've been sort of preaching finance, uh, that that's music to my ears because I, I agree it's... it's Really, a fundamental tool set for anyone who wants to be in that sort of executive uh, level. Um, I think if you take a step back, if you think of most marketers, um, they typically have maybe an agency background, uh, they might have a background in communications, uh, brand strategy. And uh, my path is a little bit different. Um, As I mentioned earlier, um, I made my way into marketing through corporate strategy um, at Craft Times. 
And that was a great role for me uh, just to understand the fundamentals of business, uh, especially consumer packaged goods. Uh, and in that role, I, I was running a global strategic planning process. Uh, I moderated a, a panel of uh, functional experts to evaluate strategic investments. I worked on a bunch of M&A projects, uh, market entry, competitive response. Uh, and I worked very closely with the C-suite. So I worked with BU presidents, so the president of Italy or uh, the president of, say, uh, our uh, Middle East business. Uh, worked with the CEO and the CFO. Uh, worked with investor relations to prepare for uh, quarterly calls. And that was a great grounding in the fundamentals of how leadership thinks about business, uh, the financial aspects. And I'm think, I think I'm uh, fortunate to have had that experience but not all marketers have had that uh, sort of path into their current role. So I think um, for me, through this, uh, through this channel, uh, I think it's, it's something I'd like to uh, perhaps share with the rest of your audience that this is something that uh, is worth investing some time in. It may not be the most exciting of topics. Um, I'm sure TikTok strategy is really interesting and the algorithm that they use and how that might change, fun stuff. Uh, but this is really, really important. Um, and I want to take you back to the day when, uh, or those days when we used to talk about balance scorecards. Uh, you might remember those. Um, and there were a few questions that the balance scorecard has or tries to answer. One of them is, you know, customers, how are you, you know, growing your relationship with your customers? It talks about operations. Uh, it talks about innovation. And it talks about finance. So um, finance has always been really important to C-suite. You know, no surprises there. And for CMOs or leaders of marketing, I think having that exposure is really important. Um, if you think about marketing organizations, typically it's about influencing or driving revenue. If you're in B2B, you know, it's more about influencing revenue. If you're in B2C, it's more about driving revenue directly. And that obviously is an important part of the job. Uh, it is probably the most fundamental part of the job. But there are certain industries, certain companies where marketers and leaders of marketing get a chance to look at strategy. And what I mean by that is which market should we be in? What customer should we serve? What should a product sort of roadmap look like? What is product pricing? And these strategic questions really require um, a really good understanding of how the numbers work together. And that's why to me, I think if marketers want to play an important role, uh, advance to the C-suite, really shape the destiny of their companies. And I think having that financial acumen is really important. And this is typically available to those that are in CPG companies. Uh, PNG is a great example of being you know, a good breeding ground for world-class general managers. But even uh, beyond CPG firms, if there are opportunities for, for marketers to really build that skill set, I think we'll do wonders uh, for their career. Um, let me uh, maybe talk about this notion of the T-shaped marketer. We've heard of that term. It yeah. means you, know, you have uh, a certain depth uh, in a few areas and then you're broad. And typically, when you hear about T-shaped marketers, you might think about, you know, I'm really good at, say, paid uh, campaigns, paid media, and I know, I know a little bit about uh, organic channels. I know about content. I know about CRM. To me, I think if you want to really impact the organization, you take that T-shape and really broaden it a little bit more to include things like finance, include things like operations. Because then when you have those meetings with the supply chain officer, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, for example, it becomes really important. When you have the conversation with your uh, maybe CIO about cybersecurity, when you have a conversation with your CFO, uh, an important conversation, 
uh, I think you will be a better place to have really meaningful conversations if as the head of a marketing organization or even you know as an upcoming marketer, you have an appreciation for the complexities of these functions. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned my post. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll switch to that. Um, I have a few topics that I've shared and I keep sharing them as we go along. But uh, if you had to ask me, uh, what's a good place to start or what topic should someone learn? I would say uh, the first thing is financial statements. Um, they're not, again, the most uh, exciting uh, you know, uh, document you might read. But I think knowing how they work, how they work individually, how they work together is really important because uh, as a marketer, you are influencing these results. Uh, and this varies depending on the industry, of course, but that would be a good place to start. Uh, the second thing I would say is to go deep on one particular statement and no surprises there. It's the cash flow statement. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the posts which you might eventually see uh, is how growth might sometimes be a bad thing. You know, we've all been taught about how growth is sort of the, you know, the ultimate, the holy grail, right? You have to grow at any cost. But there may be situations where you might grow your your revenues and you might actually end up in financial distress. Yes. So understanding the cash flow statement is so important. And we maybe saw that in some of the smaller uh, SaaS companies uh, yes. same time last year. And hopefully we don't see a repeat of that. But having that that sense of how the cash flow statement operates, I think is really important. Uh, the final thing I would say is um, understand what drives the value of the firm. Uh, from uh, both uh, a business point of view, obviously it's customers, it's average uh, sort of wallet size, uh, it's repeat purchases, retention, acquisition. But if you put it in a financial lens, then it's about cash flows, cash flows that are discounted back to the present. Uh, And understanding that view of how the value of the firm um, is built, how it's growing, hopefully, and it might be in a situation where it's not growing. I think these aspects are really important for a marketer to have really good conversations with the C-suite. Um, and I think it would be useful for, for marketers in general to learn about. I love that. And, you know, so when I'm in those executive meetings, um, we have those regularly and it's uh, financial topics dominate 60, 70% of our conversations, right? No matter which department's talking, it's not just if the CEO is up there presenting, right? It's the CFO. Uh, when marketing's up there, when sales, when operations, you name it, whoever's up there, the topic always comes back to financial numbers, right? So having that ability, and you don't necessarily, I don't think you have to be an expert in all of it, right? You just need to be able to be conversational in it so that you can be part of that conversation. And when it's your turn to present and talk about your things, you're not talking about the TikTok algorithm, right? Which is important to you as a marketer, but not important to the CEO, right? But you're able to have that kind of credibility of being able to say that, what does that TikTok algorithm translate to for actual financial terms for the company, right? And how does that help the top line, but also how does it help impact EBITDA and so forth? So I, I think it's your spot on. And, and for the people who are listening here, first of all, before I forget, uh, find Sujoy on um, on LinkedIn, follow him because I guarantee you, you're going to be learning. He's been posting about finance for marketers for a while now. So uh, it's a good person to follow. All right, Sujoy. Absolutely. Uh, um, I just want to add one more thing. Uh, I think um, so last year or maybe a year and a half ago, um, I worked on uh, an R&D tax credit. And that doesn't sound interesting, but um the government allows tax credits for really innovative work. Um, and I was asked to work on it because we, uh, from a marketing organization, 
had developed some proprietary software uh, to really understand our consumers and react to their changes, uh, things like that. So the reason I was chosen to work on this was because I have you know, an interest in doing uh, you know, a variety of things. But this, I guess, demonstrates how your ability to put the numbers together and think about complex topics can really help elevate your profile within the organization. So the same would ask me to work on it. So I think um, it's not just um, trying to understand uh, how you might be influencing financial statements through your work, but also how different aspects work together and you might use that to really add value to your to your organization beyond just regular marketing. So I just thought I'd mention it. I, that's that's such a great story. I love that. Uh, absolutely right. You're adding truly value to the company uh, in a way that if you don't have that understanding, you wouldn't be able to contribute to. So uh, I, I, you're validating my kind of uh, comment that I've been making to people over the years is like, hey, learn finance. But you're validating at a level that I hadn't even thought about. So it's it's phenomenal. I, fun, fantastic. Um, so actually, let's let's change tracks a little bit. Uh, we've all had failures, gotten us. I've had plenty of failures in my career. What is what's one failure that you've had that you know where you learned and actually were able to advance yourself from? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as a marketing leader, uh, you know the biggest, um, the most joyous moments for me have been uh, with my team and other team members in the organization, building them, developing them. So a failure also, you know, it's it's a it's a double-edged sword. So uh, a failure that I can think of uh, is also related to people. So in the last few years, I've hired you know multiple positions, maybe twenty odd positions, and um, I made a bad hire uh, in the last year or so. And when that happens, uh, it's a lose lose situation for obvious reasons. Uh, so that was, I guess, my. Mistake one, I think mistake two was, you know, really trying to reverse that by investing a lot of time, trying to do a lot of coaching. Um, and in hindsight, it was pretty obvious that it would not have worked, you know, no matter what I did. So uh, I think the lesson that I took away from that is to really um, act quickly and decisively. You know, sometimes uh, it's it's pretty clear that uh, some things are not a fit and doesn't hurt, help anyone to just yeah. prolong things. Um, but I think one more thing that came out of that was uh, developing a playbook. So having been through many hiring cycles, hiring many people across levels, uh, what I found is many organizations don't have um, a good way to think about hiring, which is sometimes surprising because it's probably the most important decision you might make for your organization. Absolutely. So what I've done over the years is sort of refine my playbook to think about you know who it is that we're looking for, how should we evaluate them, how do we really make sure that we are getting the best of uh, the time that's out there? So maybe it's a topic for a future, uh, you know, yeah. session with you, Abdul. But uh, to me, that's that's a failure, which it's always uh, very difficult uh, personally to to go through that process. Uh, but my hope is that uh, you know I get better at it uh, and sort of uh, keep learning. So I would say that's an example. Fantastic, and I'll take you up on that. I'll invite you to come back on that topic as well sometime. All right. Sure thing. All right. So thank you, everybody, for being for listening in. Sujoy, thank you for such an insightful conversation today. Uh, take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.